and good afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. It's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us this afternoon. I'm Christian Arkin, and that's Tom King. Hi, Tom. Hello. No headphones today, huh? Trying something new. This I this. use these because these are Jimmy's, and Jimmy's got, you know, cooties. Right. So, um, so i got to find a set of headphones. I'll find them. Well, that's something maybe you could have done before the show started, but that's okay. Hey, listen, you know what? Well, we all don't have our own personal set of headphones, Christian, that we can just bring with us. They're not expensive. These ones are, but generally they're not. Sorry. Actually, these ones aren't either. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think so. How you doing? Not bad. Yeah? Yeah, oh, here, comes, here come my pilot phones. You excited for uh, you excited for the weekend? Are you even off this weekend? Uh, yes. You're working tonight, but I'm working tonight, and, and then I'm and then I'm off. And then you're good till Monday. Then I'm I'm good until I come back here Monday. Wow. And uh, you know, for a lot of the week next week, I'm off from the paper. Now, what is the guy with four days of uh, with nothing to do? Probably do work. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that was maybe going to yeah, be probably it. Do, you know, I'll probably do some work anyway. I mean, and I, got all, I still have to file stuff, so it's just true. Like, the game coverage ends. Maybe uh, catch up on your programs a little bit, you know, something like uh, hit up the old DVR, see what's going on with the basketball watch. Here's what I got listed. Yeah. I got The Walking Dead from this week. I finished okay. Fear of the Walking Dead, so that's all done. So I've got The Walking Dead from this week. I gave up on that Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, it's good. No, it isn't. It's oh, yes, it's good. Stinks. Oh, it no, it's very stinks. good. Uh, so I'm done with that. So I got Walking Dead this week, and then I got to catch up on that. Is uh, a Cinemax series called Quarry. It's about a, a war vet who comes back and uh, gets okay. hired to be a uh, hired gun. Uh, you know, for some some you know big big wig. Yeah. So that's that. I got I've got that all taped. So I got to watch that. I think there's probably a couple other things I got in there that I got to check out. So you know, we'll do that. The weather's not supposed to be that great, so. Then maybe I could do a little shopping, but no, yeah. I don't think so. No? Uh, no. No. No Black Friday shopping? Ah, ah. No. Are you kidding me? Those crowds? It's ridiculous. It's a nice excuse to go beat up strangers in a store. Yeah, though, exactly. Right? But I feel bad for the poor people who got to work it. I know. You know? Although, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I haven't gone at the right times. Every time I've ever gone to a mall or something on Black Friday, it hasn't been that big a deal. Yeah, but you've gone during the day. I guess, yeah. Because you know what? I don't, I don't all, camp out overnight. But you no, know. you don't have to camp out overnight. They open up overnight. Yeah. They open up at one at midnight. Mm-hmm. There are you, you, you know, some of them open up at 6 o'clock on Thursday. I know. It's weird. It's brutal. So depending on what, you know, and as far as food goes, you know, I might not have to shop depending on what leftovers I can scrounge in somebody's house. So, you know. Hmm. Whatever house I, you know, lets me in, I can, you know, as long as I leave with something, I'm fine. <laughs> you do realize that that's strange, right? No. You don't think it's strange? No. To wander around your neighborhood? Well, I got a target all set now, you know? So, you know, I'll show up there and I got backups. And I got backups to the backups. Do you really do this? Of course. Why not? I think you're lying. Now, would I kid about food? No, but... You know, I just can't. Ding dong. What kind of what kind of guy? What kind of person? You know, someone knocked on our door on Thanksgiving. Someone in the neighborhood would say, "They get the hell out of here." No, you wouldn't. You let him in because it's Thanksgiving and you feel sorry for him. It works all the time. <laughs> What's your pitch? What do you say? Hi, I'm here. <laughs> do you say dinner? hi? I'm Todd. Is it people you know? Is it like I some... say you left a note in my mailbox saying I could come over. It had the address and everything else. You know, just wait, people it. people do that? I try it. 
People put notes in your mail? No, but I just I tell them they did, and they and they they feel sorry. You know, they feel bad. You tell people, sure, that they put a note in your mailbox yes. that they didn't actually put there, right? And that the note said that you could come to their house and eat dinner with them on Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly. And they think, wow. They, I can't tell if you're being serious. Maybe I did that or not, you know, and they wonder, you know, look, it may not work for every house, but one out of five, one of them is going to let me in. How could you wonder that? You How know? could you not know for sure if you did or didn't yeah, write a note and know, put it in a guy's mailbox member, saying to come over Family member dinner. did it or, you know, somebody else did it and they screwed up the address. Who knows? Is this you like know? an upstate New York thing? I mean, is this like an uh, Albany thing? No, in Albany, I ate at home. <laughs> I mean, let, is that something people did in Albany and you were a kid and you saw people do that? Because I don't understand this yeah. at all. I don't understand how how anyone could do this or how anyone would ever let you in. I have no shame. Yeah, I guess. I have no shame. You know? I mean, this is New Hampshire. I know. See, now last... Got, people are going to let a stranger see, in there? Last now? Anyone ever put a gun on you? No, of course not. And thanks. Get out of my... Get off my lawn, yeah. fella. Yeah. <laughs> it know? works. What if there's, like, kids in the house? Hey guys! Yeah, you know, bring a little Nerf football or something. You know. <laughs> bring, bring some candy for him. <laughs> hey kids! Candy, hey kids, here. You know. Want some candy for me, a stranger? Want some candy, a little leftover from Halloween. <laughs> I still can't tell if you're joking. Yeah, you know. Are you come, seriously? Come to my neighborhood tomorrow and find out. <laughs> if you lived in my neighborhood and you did this, and we didn't know each other. Well, I don't live in Watertown. No, so I know. I'm yeah. just saying. Watertown, lived... after a few years ago, they're on high alert. That's true. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, no one's coming up. No to one's the, coming up to anybody's door. There, no one's knocking on the door. No, no kidding. You know, everybody's got one of those, you know, secret eye sure. slots. Sure. What's the password? And the, of course, the big thing is tomorrow. I can start a little earlier because there's no football here. True. Yeah. Uh, there is football uh, tomorrow, however, in the NFL, and uh, there's a Patriots game this weekend against the New York Jets. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady both spoke to the media. No, Brady did I'm not. sorry, you're right. Brady did not. Brady is not. Ta- so today's press conference Wednesday, we'll have Belichick, I would imagine. Right. But we won't have Brady. Brady is not talking until Friday for the second straight week. Mm-hmm. The reason why is he needs the training time in the, in the trainer's room before practice for his sore quad that he got hurt in Seattle. Yeah. So that's why he's pushed it two days later. So Because Friday is a walkthrough. They don't do a whole lot. You know, it's, right. it's, it's, it, you know he, and... He's got, you know, they could do it earlier in the day. So this is, uh, this is a, you know, depart. Anytime there's a departure from the normal schedule, I think 75% of it always is related to injury. And that's what this is. Brady needs the treatment on his quad because he got hurt. You know, he took a hit in that Seattle game and that hurt him. Yeah, he did. Uh, he looked pretty good against San Francisco, but he took a couple of hits in that game too. And fine, whatever. I mean, I feel like he's been injured before and still spoke on Wednesday, but that's, you know. I think the I, I quad injury is a little bit deeper. I think a little this, deeper? Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a deep bruise. He looked okay on Sunday. So yeah, he did. Because, you know why? Because of the training he's gotten on Wednesday. Because that's of the why. training that he got on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, because of the, the treatment in the trainer's room. Okay. And all the avocado ice cream. Probably massages it with avocado ice cream. You, know? think you think? That stuff seeps in and does its job. Sounds kind of sensual. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Patriots taking on the Jets. Uh, the Jets of the two and seven record, three right? and seven, or three and seven record, three and seven, and uh, the Ryan Fitzpatrick led Jets. And now I did a little research into this because we argued about this yesterday. Yes, apparently there's a report, I think from Manish Mehta, saying that if uh, the Jets didn't go with Fitzpatrick in this game against the Patriots, that Todd Bowles would have lost that locker room. That if he had played. 
Petty or Smith or uh, probably the other guy who's uh, well, he can't play Smith. Can't play Smith. Who's the other guy? I don't know who uh, the third guy is. Something Hurst. I don't know. I don't know. Some guy. Some scrub. Yep. That if he played one of those two guys, it's a veteran locker room, so they wanted him to go with the veteran quarterback. Right. Then he would have lost the locker room. Yep. There were there were guys in that locker room who just were not because they probably thought that they should have beaten the Rams because they had a guy you know who Mm. could who could who could you know quarterback who could score more than six points. Yeah. And so that's why. So, with that in mind, I still think it's stupid. No, I don't. I, I still think it's stupid to, to try to run Fitzpatrick out there and try and play like this season means something when, you know, maybe the rookie's not someone you want to go with, but at the very least, you try him out, see if he can maybe put up some decent numbers and then trade him or do something. I mean, there's there's different ways you could go. It sort of seems pointless to just acquiesce to the wants and needs of this veteran team that so far has gotten you three wins in 10 games like what the hell what what do you you know okay what brandon marshall's going to be really mad matt forte here's what is going to be upset who gives a rat these guys suck this year here's all i i don't think it's that complicated all right because i think all they do is look at this one thing and they say to themselves who gives us the better chance to beat the patriots Mm -hmm. ryan fitzpatrick or bryce petty and the answer is fitzpatrick and that's what they're doing. That's why they're doing it. Yeah, it's that simple. I think I I truly believe it's that simple. The the fact that he saves the locker room is is a bonus. I think bonus. Todd Bowles Todd Bowles looks at it as who gives me the best chance to have a win. You know, because you're in the business to win games regardless of what your record is. Who gives me the best chance to win on Sunday against the Patriots? Which quarterback? It ain't Bryce Petty. They've seen enough of him. They know. They see him all week in practice. Mm-hmm. They've seen him for two years. If They've was, seen him play in one actual game. If he, he wasn't was, good, but he was against a very good that, defense. If he was that good. No one said he was that good. If he was is that, he better than Ryan Fitzpatrick? If he was, no, I don't think he is. Well, and if he was that good, he would have played a lot sooner, and they wouldn't have gone out and signed Fitzpatrick for $12 million for eight, for one year. All right? Fitzpatrick has 13 interceptions. I don't care what he's done this year. We know that Fitzpatrick well, has... Saying you don't care what he's done this year is a little shallow, no, I think. No, it's I mean, not, it's... because you look at the body of work over his career. He had a great year last he year. crap about his career. He had a great year because he's seen more than Petty has. Yeah, Brett Favre had a great career. You're if not going to throw him out there. If I'm, the, if I'm the Jets, who gives me the best chance to win the game? Although Brett Favre looks great in that commercial with the thing, with, you know, with that oh, belt. super. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, you don't. Then when he throws the ball at the truck of the dog or whatever, I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah, no, that was for Wrangler jeans. I'm talking oh. about that belt. Uh, I don't know what it, it is, but, yeah. you know, he's, he's out there playing with the guys, and he's throwing it around. Where was this when I was in the NFL? Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm 10 years younger, and it's one of the, it's just great. It's Look, Ryan tremendous. Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance to win. I think game. Brett Favre would give them the best chance. I think he would, too. Brett Favre gave him an 8-3 record until he hurt his shoulder. That's true. And then, uh, well, then he screwed the Patriots over at the end of that. Well, he, that, that, that was the eighth win. Yeah. Then they went. Then they went belly up. Mm-hmm. They certainly did. Yep. Um, Rob Gronkowski will not play in this game. He will not make the uh, trip. He will not be there. Fine with that. No big deal. Whatever. Don't think they need Rob Gronkowski to beat the Jets. Then again, I didn't think much of the Jets last year either. It seems like whatever you think of the Jets, they always seem to play the Patriots pretty exactly. Tough. Exactly. That's is this going to happen? This is, is that going to happen on Sunday? I think the Patriots can score. This is enough. a three and seventeen. I think the Patriots. I think it's going to be very similar to last Sunday. It might be close for a while. And I think the Patriots can score enough points to pull away. I should hope so. You know, you know. Yep. I really would. Because this Jets team has lost to the Dolphins, uh, the Cardinals. They got crushed by the Cardinals. 
the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Bengals. I mean, they've they've had sort of a tough schedule. They have a tougher schedule than you. They've had a tough schedule than me. Than the Patriots. Oh, okay. So far. Yeah. Because my schedule's pretty tough. But I think in this case, you 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 know, the Jets are suspect on defense a little bit more. Oh, a little bit. I yeah, mean. I know, and then that's what that was supposed to be their strength. So, yeah, you know, could this be a you know could this be a big rallying point for them to try to beat the Patriots? I don't know about that. You know, I don't know. The Jets gave up four touchdowns to Cleveland. I mean, they're they're not a good defense. No, and uh, you know, a lot of it I think is you know Darrell Rivas is breaking down. And well, not according to Bill Belichick. Yeah, according to Bill know. Belichick, Darrell Reeves is still the greatest player who ever lived. Well, everybody on that team is the greatest player right now, right? Right. So Reeves is having a tough week. Didn't he sue his agents or yeah, something? Yeah, he did. Yep, fired his agents. What happened yeah. with that? I don't know. Reeves is uh, Reeves Island is uh, the temperature is is dropping on on Reeves Island all of a sudden. So the lawsuit says that an endorsement deal Reeves signed with Healthy Beverages LCC, which produces a green tea based energy drink. Alleges that Schwartz, uh, Neil Schwartz, yeah. from the agency Schwartz and Feingold, yeah. secretly and unilaterally increased his legal fee on the deal from 10% to 50% Ooh. without informing Revis. That's Ooh, not cool. That's not good. That's not no. cool, Schwartz. I owe you what? According to the complaint, Schwartz had Revis initial a series of pages with the legal fee changes without explaining the contents or giving Revis time to read it or copy it or read it at a later date. The pages were an addendum to a one-page agreement for the Healthy Beverages endorsement deal, which Revis signed in the meeting. At that point in time, Revis was playing for the Patriots and was focused on the Super Bowl. Documents say Revis alleged that Schwartz took advantage of his divided attention. Revis claims he signed the agreement and initialed the pages with the legal fee amendments because he trusted Schwartz. Schwartz's attorney refuted all the accusations in a phone interview. The allegations are false, he said. Revis parted ways with Schwartz and Feingold this offseason, roughly a year after the agents negotiated his five-year, $70 million contract with the Jets. Hmm, interesting. It is interesting. Yep. I'll tell you this. Darrell Revis may be, you know, a smart guy for a football player, but when you start calling lawyers liars, the lawyers are going to... The lawyers are going to come back. They're going to win, you know. I mean, that's... He's the not, next, I don't and, think he's going to win. And them. the next thing that's going to come back at him, the Jets are going to come to him next in the offseason and say, time to restructure because yeah. you're not worth the money. And you're making 39 you. guarantees, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's uh, not a little happening. much here. Yeah, exactly. We Considering gotta, the fact you can't guard Tom King. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. No, no one can guard him. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't stop Tom you King. You just, you hope, you to just hope to contain him. Exactly. That's it, you know? Yeah, so that's Especially at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I mean, I think the Jets will play them tough. I mean, divisional games are usually divisional games, with few exceptions, are never as easy, yeah, as you think they're going to be. The Dolphins game looked like a real easy game, and it was for a while. And then all of a sudden, what happened? They come back at you, right? You know, the Bills games, you know, the shutout, and then. That game in Buffalo was, yeah, that was, all right, you know, it, you know that was yeah, easier than probably, you know, that people might have thought it was going to be, but it ended up being a blowout. But still, you're always on edge when you're in Buffalo. Mm. This Jets game, uh, I don't know, you know. Play them tough. You got two. They, they're coming off a bye. They've got a, a you, know, a, you know, their veteran quarterback is going to start, but. You know, he's had a lousy year. Again, I think the Patriots are going to come up big in this game. I do. Yeah. I don't think this is a game where the Jets are going to really uh, save their season. I certainly hope so. I think it would be uh, 
a lot better if the offensive line was playing a little bit more consistently. And also, a little piece of news here, Sebastian Vollmer and Trey Jackson, uh, both seasons are over. The league rules mandate that players on the pup list uh, who have not been practicing by yesterday are ineligible to play for the rest of the season, and uh, neither one of those guys did. So Vollmer and Jackson, no comebacks for them. Uh, Deion Lewis was on the pup list. He came back. He came back. Uh, Vollmer had shoulder surgery this summer, never really came back all the way. Uh, reports that he would be right on IR, but the team put him on the pup list in case he could make a recovery. He didn't. My guess is Vollmer may be cut in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I think that he they, probably he's a free agent this offseason. Yeah, I don't think the, I don't think Sebastian Vollmer is coming back to the Patriots. I think yeah. that they love to have him healthy and everything else, but his injury history has been so checkered that I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Jackson had a knee scope in the spring, never got back to full strength. Unfortunate, but second year guy, maybe he can make a comeback next year. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that the offensive line right now is a great strength of this team. I don't think they've been bad by by any means, but I still see that Denver game and wonder, you know, what are they going to do against those guys? That's the real test. You know, can they can they go out there and protect away. Brady against an elite pass rush? It's just over just under a month away. Mm. So, that's that's the thing. But you know what? How many elite pass rushes are there? There's not many. There mm. really aren't. There's not many. Averill was one and they handled him okay. You know? No, I'm talking about as a defensive whole. You know? Oh, a defense on the whole? Yeah, on a whole. How many elite pass rushing defenses are there? Well. I don't see an awful lot out there. Denver. Not on their schedule. Seattle. Not on who they would have to play in the playoffs to get out of the AFC. Oakland's got a pretty good pass rush. Uh, that elite? Khalil Max elite. Yeah, he is. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Minnesota's got a good pass rush. They won't see that. Probably not. Just, you know, thinking yeah. out loud here. Yep. Uh, That's a good game tomorrow. Tomorrow's – this is the best Thanksgiving lineup in games in the NFL that we've had. Mm. You know, because Detroit and Minnesota are playing for first place. Yeah. Dallas and Washington. Washington's, you know, just, you know, trying to trying to get in there in that race in the NFC East. They're 6-3-1. and one. Dallas is 9-1. I mean, that's a great game. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh-Indy would be a good game if Luck was healthy. I don't, th- I don't think Luck's going to play. Really? Yep. He's in the protocol, right? Yes. Concussion protocol? Yeah. Maybe for Sunday, but not for Thursday. You know? Mm. The symptom's going to go away that he complained about that, that came on after the game. Yeah. Well, since you brought it up, Tom, I just looked it up. Who do you think the best in, in terms of total sacks? Let's see if you can get, I don't know, three of the top five. I think these answers may surprise you. Hmm. <laughs> we'll knock out two. I said Seattle and Denver. Those are two in the top five, but there's a tie for first and a tie for third. So Tie for first? Yeah. Denver, one of them? Denver's fifth. Oh, Denver's fifth. Seattle's in a tie for first with another team. Oh, with another team. And then there's two teams tied for third. Denver's tied. Uh, Seattle's tied for first with another team. Uh, let me think now. Uh, 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 uh. I'm just going through and through and through. I'm going to say Arizona. Oh, well. Okay. How about Rex Ryan's Buffalo Bills? Uh, You know, I was thinking of them, too. 31 sacks. Seattle has 31 sacks. Denver has 29. And tied for third are the Carolina Panthers and the Tennessee Titans. Wow. I never would have guessed guessed Tennessee. 30 sacks for them. Uh, Rounding out the top 10 is Washington with 27. Minnesota with 26. They're in a tie with Philadelphia. And then there's Arizona there. 
Uh, Chicago with 24 tied with Green Bay for 10th place. Then Miami, Baltimore, Atlanta, Indianapolis, and finally New England uh, with 21 tied with Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they have more sacks than Dallas, Detroit, the L.A. Rams, which surprised me. Uh, Cincinnati, Where's Kansas LA? City. They have 20. Tied for 19th. Yeah, no, I don't think. See, you you love that Rams defense. I don't think it's that good. I don't Rams defense is. I don't think it's, as good, as, don't think it's as good as you think. They've allowed. Uh, oh shoot, I just lost it. Where are the Rams total yardage? Where are the Rams ranked defensively as a whole in the NFL? Uh, total yards, they're sixth. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. In points, they are uh, tied for fifth. Fifth. Okay. Yep. But then again, that's a, that's a stat where the Patriots are third, so in, right. in the NFL, and we right. know they don't have the third best defense. Right. But uh, New England, in terms of you know yards yards per game, um, are much lower on the list. Arizona, in terms of yards per game, is the best. Baltimore, Minnesota, Denver, Houston, L.A., Jacksonville, uh, Philadelphia, Seattle, and Chicago in the top ten. The Patriots are seventeenth hmm. in yardage. Yep. Now there's I'm sure more advanced metrics that tell you exactly how good these teams are and aren't or whatever, but I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to record Bill those, Belichick. But. What the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll hear from Bill Belichick uh, a little bit later on. We'll also give you our picks for the week, uh, including these Thanksgiving games tomorrow and all the games oh, on I Sunday and wait. Monday. All these games I can make, I can make up so much ground. This you week. certainly funny. give it a shot. Uh, oh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. Oh, it's going to happen. But that's all coming up here. 603-883-9900. Your phone number 883-9900. Text in at 845-827-1250. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire. Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Steve Weissman with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Andrew Luck is still in the league's concussion protocol, making it doubtful that he plays Thursday night against the Steelers. In fact, Colts wideout T.Y. Hilton says the team has been told that it's going to be backup Scott Tolzien starting in place of Luck. Some other Thanksgiving Day injuries to keep an eye on. Vikings leading receiver Stephon Diggs and Pro Bowl safety Harrison Smith both missed practice on Tuesday, as did Washington D-lineman Chris Baker. Their status for Thursday not yet known. Jake Cutler may be taking a permanent hibernation from the Bears. He suffered a potentially season-ending shoulder injury, and with no guaranteed money left on his contract, Chicago can release Cutler without penalty. Some good news, Bruce Arians says he's feeling better after being hospitalized Monday with chest pains. The Cardinals coach says all his tests checked out and he expects to be back at practice on Wednesday. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is all the way down to 3.99%. APR, 4.77%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. GEICO presents a voicemail from your friend, Washing Machine. Hi, it's Washing Machine. It's about, oh, 7 o'clock on Wednesday. So, good news, bad news. First, I found your lost sock. Exciting! Also, I might have maybe flooded the whole basement. It's going to be pretty expensive. But hey, at least you got that sock. Your washing machine won't pay for water damage. Luckily, one call to the GEICO Insurance Agency makes it easy to switch and save.
The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like We have... I would say one of the best football programs in the state. I mean, constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools with better specialized in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for soccer fans. Little piece of breaking news. Ben Volan just tweeting that Alan Branch... In the house today. Suspension is not official yet, and he is planning to appeal it. And Bill Belichick said something in the conference call yesterday I thought was very telling. They asked him, they said, if, if Branch is appealing and he's eligible to play, are you going to let him play? What? What? Hmm. What? Couldn't hear anything. Really? Yes. Still can't? That's because it's unplugged. That would probably do it. Yep. So. Mystery solved, Sherlock. Yeah. How did that get unplugged? Um, yesterday, 
Well, what did Bill Belichick say? Yeah? Belichick was asked if Branch is uh, appeals, and they say he can play during the appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you play him on Sunday? And he said, "Well, that's not up to me." And that tells me that yes, if he's available to play, he's going to play. There's of course, not it's up be to any... Belichick. If he's available, he's going to play. That's right? what I mean. But he's what when well, he says saying, it's not up to me. What he's saying is it's up to the league as to whether he's available. Right. Or not. And if he's available, he's going to play. That's I think that's what I gleaned from that particular exchange. Because listen. You can say what you want about Jamie Collins and, you know, some of these other guys, Landon Roberts, whatever. Yeah, Alabaster was doing his job. He was. He but was the, really doing but his job. But there is a problem there that because the team suspended him earlier in the year. Right. So there's something there. There's certainly something You know? There. Yeah. But he's playing so well. Look, if you play well, they're going to, they're gonna, you know, if you do what, the, if you, do what they, you think, if you do what they think that they want you to do, you know, and, and you, you look like you're doing it, they'll play you. The problem is, is what what's, you know, what, how many how many strikes does Branch get here? Right. You know, the team suspends him, then the league suspends him. You got a problem. You got a player and with before a, he, the reason he was available to come here in the first place because he got a DUI in Buffalo and they cut him. Right. You know. Yeah, they cut his. Yeah, they right. They did two years and ago. This isn't, right? Yeah, and I, we don't know what he got suspended for earlier in the year, but we do know that in order to get suspended four games for smoking pot, you have to do it over and over and fail multiple tests. Right. The earlier in the year thing was a was a league was a team suspension. Right. So he got you know obviously conduct that conduct detrimental or whatever you know late for meetings or or they found out he was doing it and they suspend you know who knows mm-hmm. you know yeah. You know, they uh, had to be careful with what they did when they suspended him because the union could get involved in that. Yeah. So well, they must have had a pretty good reason. So that's that's interesting that, you know, branch will practice. I mean, look, again, it's just like in baseball. Until, you're, until you lose, if you file an appeal, which he did, until you lose that appeal, you know, you're eligible. Yeah. So he'll play. So it's you know I don't think that that's any earth shattering thing in terms of the fact that they'll be able to use him. Mm-hmm. You know that he hasn't fallen out. He obviously hasn't fallen out of favor with the coaching staff because he's played when he's been around. So see how it goes. See how it goes in the next few days. I don't know when the appeal is going to be. I don't know when they hear it. I mean the league takes us time with these things. Yeah, they don't do it right away. So my guess is it might not be until next week or the week after. Well. It won't yeah, be this maybe. week. It won't be this well, week. Well, we'll know Friday, we, I think, is when they're supposed to know about Branch. In terms of an appeal? Yeah, I think that's going to be the final decision that's going to come on Friday. I'm surprised it's that quick, you know? So, you know, because obviously they're not, the league won't be open tomorrow for business. Yeah, I guess. You know? So when, when is he appealing it? Is he, did he appeal it over the phone? Did he appeal it in person? You know, how do they do it? So, trying to find where I saw that. Yeah, I, I, that surprises me that it's that quick. I thought it might be until next week, but you know, if it's that quick, good. Then because you know, teams need to know if their player is available or not, and the opposition needs to know. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Tom Brady was named the AFC Player of the Week, which uh, I was surprised by because I didn't think he played that great of a game. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns was great. And there was a lot know. of publicity about the fact that you know he was back in you know. Uh, you know, back in uh, San Francisco, and did that. You know, the whole bit. I I would have. Gone I'm looking with, around the league. What did, at the rest what did of these Derek? Players. What were Derek Carr's numbers on Monday night? Uh, Derek Carr on Monday night. Because I thought that he played pretty well. I thought he could have gotten it. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that out loud. I don't. I don't know for sure, but 
you know, he did lot lead him to victory. 21 of 31, 295 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, Brady was 28 of 40 for 280 and four touchdowns, so that trumps Carr's performance. Because yeah, Carr, Carr has, was... Uh, Carr has one less touchdown pass and one interception that Brady didn't have. So that that would do that. I don't know what the other numbers are for some of the his other His QB rating was 117, Carr's was, and Brady's was 114. So, I don't know. I mean, that you can, that's yeah, one that, of those that's, stats. Yeah, but exactly, yeah. So, still, but I'm looking around at the top performers of this week, and there's not, you know, I mean, there's really not what much. Elliot, well, Elliot's not in the AFC. So no, he's not in the AFC. Right, so All the quarterbacks matter. who threw for over 300 yards, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, no one in the AFC. Uh, for running backs, Le'Veon Bell had a pretty good game, 146 yards, one touchdown. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt had 124 Blunt yards. Blunt could have gotten that award. He could have gotten it. Lamar yeah. Miller had 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, receivers, Rashard Matthews of the Titans, they lost that game, but he had a 122-yard receiving. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 108 yards, no touchdowns. No one really had that great of a week in the AFC. I think the four touchdowns is what does it for him. Yeah, he sort of won this one just because, you know, no one else really did anything. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think that's sort of a microcosm of this season, you know. Patriots are 8-2, and two, but I don't think they're that great. I don't think that they're a great team right now. I think that they've won eight games because look who they played. I mean, well, look who they're – look, look what the competition is. Let's right compare now. it. A year ago, they were 10-0. Right. And they looked like they were a great team. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, didn't end up being that way. They're 8-2 now, not looking like a great team. Let's see if they end up being that way. Let's I actually the think opposite. the Patriots last year were better than this year's team. That's, and what, I actually I, think that's, last what, I'm, that's what I'm laying on the table right now. Yeah. At this point in time from a year ago, are they a better team? And you say no. I say no. But they ended up being a worse team than they were at, the, at this point last year. They ended up being worse. Will they end up being better than you think? And just do the, do, is it, in other words, is it the opposite? Of last year. I think it is. Mm. The opposite? Yes. In other words, last year, they were to look dynamite after 10, 10 games. 10-0. and 0, All right? Yeah. Okay? Then, they went a little, then they took a deep, they went downhill a little bit. Right? Some self-inflicted wounds, but you could argue there's some self-inflicted wounds this year, too. Well, well, let me hear me out. Okay. All right? So, they went down a little bit, and by the end of the year, you didn't think they were as good as that 10-0 and 0 team. Yeah, okay. Okay? Now, right now they're 8-2. and two. They don't look as good as you think, think they should. At the end of this year, will they, will they, in other words, will they reverse the curve? Will they go up? Last year at this point, they went down. Yes. Will they go up and be better at the end of the year than you thought? Then again, you're sort of ignoring that first playoff game against Kansas City. You know, maybe they went down a little towards the end of the regular I'm season. I'm just looking at results. They came out and pasted Kansas City. Yeah, I'm just looking at results. Well, I mean, they, they lost to Denver. They lost to Denver. They lost to Denver. They lost to Denver. They were 10 and 0. No one thought they would have lost to Denver. It's not like they were team. free falling out of control. I mean, they No, but if you looked at them after 10 games last year, you thought they were a shoe in for the Super Bowl. I did. Definitely. Yeah. Right. I thought so too. Right. And no one thought the Broncos would do it cuz Peyton Manning was the worst quarterback in football. Right, exactly. Um, that's that's why that's why these last few weeks of the NFL season, they just – that's when everything separates. That's when everything – teams change. Some of those teams I said are 6-4. and four. They could be Super Bowl teams. Mm. You know? Don't count out anybody that's, that's above 500 at this point in the season right now. You know? Yeah. Because they could just catch fire and, and go right through. I think of all the teams – 
in the AFC that are likely to do it. Uh, the AFC West right now is a total shooting gallery. I mean, any one of those three teams, I think, could could emerge. Uh, in the AFC South, I know the Titans are 5-6, and six, but I think out of the three teams that are kind of competing there, them, the Colts, and the Texans, I think the Titans might be the best team out of the three. Uh, I don't, I, they haven't proven to me that they can win, that they can win consistently. They haven't proven that yet. Texans are 6-4. and four. They probably should have been 7-3 and because they really should have won that game Monday night. Mm. You know? They're well, still, they didn't win it because they still were cry, not coached very well. They're still crying about that that uh, first down call. Yeah, well, they should have yeah. kicked a field goal. Oh, Jackass, Bill, what are you I doing? Agree. It's fourth and one and a tie game with six and a half minutes I left, agree. and you're going for it? What's wrong get, with you? Get the lead. Dummy. Yeah, get the lead. God, yeah. that was stupid. That was. It was. Oh, that was stupid. Yep. He's a bad coach. Bill O'Brien's a bad head coach. I know everyone he, loves him. I don't know he why. Has but he's yeah, sucks. he, he, he sucks. hasn't he hasn't impressed me with what he's got. There is a lot. Should have stayed at Penn State. Well, here's the thing: you you got to read about that Osweiler thing. Osweiler never even went there. I know. They signed him out of the blue, and O'Brien didn't even have a, a major hand in that. They just faxed, sent him an offer. Yep, and he said okay. He said okay, and I said great. We got a quarterback. You know? Yay! <laughs> we did it. My God. And, you know, not that Osweiler's set the world on fire or anything, but compared to what their quarterback situation was last year, that he's, ridiculous carousel of Ryan Mallett and he, Brian Hoyer, well, he handled that horribly. Yeah. He did. Uh, he was really yeah. not good with that. That was a that was a uh, botched that, job yeah, there. That, it, did, it didn't go well. No. No, it didn't go well. So. That team snuck into the playoffs, but they were nothing. I mean, they knew they were nothing. He hasn't coached anybody up. Uh, it seems like they're, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like he deserves any credit for they're what's tread, going on. They're here. treading water. Yeah, they're treading water. And they should be better than that. They're in a weak division with two teams that should really be jokes here in the Indianapolis Colts. If who I look at you, joking and yeah, themselves. I mean, they lost J.J. Watt. They'll hang their hat on that one if they have a bad year. They'll blame, yeah. they'll blame the Watt. J.J. Watt really was so great in uh, that's the past. Just it. You, know? you see that J.J. He led them to the promised land. Right. Guys right. never want to think. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. AFC South, you could maybe write that whole division off, honestly. In the North, uh, the Ravens and the Steelers are both 5-5. Five and five. Either one of them, I think, could go off, you know, rip off a couple games in a row. Um, and in the AFC East, you know, don't look now, but the Dolphins are only two games behind you. you That's know? what I'm looking at. You know, Adam Gase, the hottest team in the Adam league. Adam Gase has got, well, Dallas. After Dallas, Dallas, yeah. Adam Gase has given them the a Giants, little, actually. Adam Gase is, uh, the Giants are beating Patsy's. Adam Gase is giving them a, a momentum shift. He seems to have, he seems to have uh, done something there to give them a lift, mm. um, and they swear by him. So let's let's see what they can do. You know, let's see if they're for real down the stretch. You know, they're six and four. They look like they were dead in the water. Who were they? Two and they were two and four, right? Um, one and one and one and four. They won five in a row. The Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah, they have won five in a row. They yeah, they were one, they one were and one four. And four. Yeah. One and four, looking awful. They look like the worst team in the AFC. Right. Well, after Cleveland, but right. yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, they mm -hmm. take off. Now they're going. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number, 883-9900. We'll talk about all of these games coming up tomorrow and on Sunday. We'll give you our picks at 2 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, we'll hear from Bill Belichick. And coming up next, we got notes from the kingdom. Kind of a weird in-between time now is the... Uh, fall sports have come to an oh, end. Oh, I got some notes. But Tom's got some notes. And I we always also have, have some notes. Uh, the Turkey Bowl Eve, which is tonight uh, here in Nashua. So we'll have that, the uh, Manchester game as well. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. It's Christian and King on ESPN New Hampshire.
Don't want to call? Just text the show on our new text line, 845-827-1250. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, Craftmade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, Southern New Hampshire, and Southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, essentially. But, as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit divineflooring.com. Rain, sleet, and snow are coming to threaten your visibility and turn your commute into a battle. But the Michelin Man is ready to protect you with Michelin Stealth Wiper Blades. Exclusive SmartFlex technology makes these blades flex to the curve of your windshield, giving you the best wipe possible and streak-free, long-lasting performance for safer driving. Winter is coming, and when it arrives, be ready. Michelin Wiper Blades. It doesn't get any clearer than this. Available at Walmart, Pet Boys, Home Depot, and other fine retailers. Go digital with ESPN New Hampshire. Follow us on TuneIn. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking
603-883-9900 is your phone number here. Christian and King, nice to have you with us this afternoon. Kind of nice, a little chilly, but sunny, clear. Not bad for the day before Thanksgiving. If you're traveling today, hope you get where you're going. And if you're uh, at work waiting to waiting to travel, well, that's what we're here for. Perfect travel day. It is a great travel day. No question about that. Yep. Um, well, uh, uh, it's warmer than it was yesterday. It's a little bit warmer. Yeah, it is. Yesterday was cold. Yesterday was cold. Monday was freezing. Yeah, it's not bad out today. Um, we uh, do this every day at this time. Get you caught up on what's going on here in the great state of New Hampshire with a little segment we call Notes from the Kingdom. Here's Tom King. Message for you, sir. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, I suppose we should start with tonight's game, right? I suppose. Nashua North against Nashua South. South leads this series, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around... Uh, da, 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 da. They, they lead the Thanksgiving Day series 8-4. to four. They lead the overall series 16-10. to Because they play each other in the regular season and they've also had one playoff game against each other. Mm-hmm. Against North and South. The regular season game this year... North has won the last three games between the two in a row. Last year's regular season, they swept last year, and this year they won the regular season game 27-16. They jumped out to a 20-7 lead. South scored just before the half, made it 20-13. And you thought, okay, this is going to be a rock of soccer second-half game. In the second half of that game, South only managed three points. North defensively came of age. Mm Mm-hmm. And outscored South 7-3. South had gotten a field goal to cut to 20-16. You thought it was going to be a tight game the rest of the way. South didn't manage another point, which I never would have thought with that offense that they've got. So, so this is it. This is the final football game in this area for, for the year. Tomorrow in Manchester, it's going to be, uh, what is it, Central, Central Trinity, I believe. Right? Yes. Central Trinity? Yep. So they'll go at it uh, at 10 o'clock or 10.15 at Gill Stadium. I think Nashville gets the weather edge, having this be the first Thanksgiving Eve game. We'll see how it works out. I think the theory is a lot of kids, not, you know, a lot of alumni kids, a lot of college kids or a lot of alumni, young alumni, whatever, who haven't been going to the game on Thursday We'll go to the front Thursday, uh, Wednesday night game because then they'll all meet there and then go go out and celebrate afterwards, which is it's a big night for everybody to go out, I guess, around the town. So Thanksgiving Eve. Old men like me, we go, we go home. We sit at home. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all we do. We sit at home, twiddle our thumbs. So, But anyway, they should get a good crowd tonight, uh, and it'll be, uh, I, I'd say get there early, 6 o'clock game. You know, uh, a lot of businesses will already be out. So, because it's, you know, I think basically things are shutting down around now, right? For the day yeah. before. The, right. So, so it should be fun. Um, the weather will be clear. It'll be probably chilly. But I don't think it'll be as windy as it's been the last two nights. So, that should be good. All right. So, that's football. Now, and you'll hear both games. The Manchester game tomorrow morning and tonight's game. Uh, Ed Leisure's will be doing the game tonight. He'll be doing it solo. Because I'll, do, I'll be doing ETV uh, tonight. So, Ed Leisure will be in the box with us, and he'll be doing the game right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tomorrow, it'll be Anastas and Pete Terrier on the call at Gill Stadium. Now, last night, history was made. An era ended. Uh, Daniel Webster College women against Riviere women uh, in women's college basketball. 
the last game between the two schools as DWC is closing at the end of the year. Riviera wins it 81-66. It was actually not as close as that as Riv had opened up a 30-point lead at one point, 69-39. Um, but memorable in this game is the fact that Savannah Butterfield of Riv had 16 points and 18 rebounds, but she also scored her 1,000th career point in last night's game. That's always a big high-water mark for uh, athletes in, in high school and, and in college. And uh, interesting thing about the women's game. Mm. You know how college basketball in men's, it's halves? Yeah. The NCAA last year in women's started it, its quarters. Four 10-minute quarters. And that's different for women's college basketball. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. and so that was it. It's, it was a memorable night at the Muldoon Center. Uh, we also have uh, the All-State uh, soccer teams. I can give you the boys now. I'll probably be able to get you the girls next week. Um, and I'll give you the first team in Division One, and uh, then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cut it off there. Caden, uh, Caden Blazak, a senior goalie out of Exeter. Uh, Benin Tamzarian, senior back of Manchester Central. Ryan Flajeski, a sophomore defenseman out of Bedford. Shane Monahan, a senior defenseman out of... Timberlane, Jacob Gould, a senior midfielder out of Exeter. Hunter Smith, senior midfielder, Exeter. Connor Ross, junior, uh, Connor Ross, a junior midfielder out of Timberlane. Charlie Statiras, senior forward out of Bedford. McCambi Mubunju, a senior for say that 10 times fast, senior forward out of Memorial. That's a tough name. It's M-B-U-N-J-U, so I imagine it's Mubunju. Brandon Bean, senior forward out of Timberlane. And here's another one. Quinn Matajari. I don't know if it's Matajari or Matajari. It's a G. A junior forward out of Exeter. That is the def- that is the Division I first team coach of the year, Mitch Mensis out of Timberlane. So there you go. All right. Very good. So and now that we've gotten notes. the uh, good notes out of the way. Uh-oh. What'd I do? You didn't do anything. Uh-oh. But uh, the same cannot be said for Michael Maynard of Salem, New Hampshire. I Would you it, like to hear the story of Michael I, Maynard? I take it Michael's not going to be eating Thanksgiving dinner at, at home I don't tomorrow? believe he will. Michael okay. Maynard of, uh, of Salem was indicted by a grand jury for indecent exposure and lewdness for his actions at a Dunkin' Donuts on August 12th. The indictment states Maynard, expo- Maynard exposed his genitals while he sat in this vehicle oh in the drive through lane. With his wiener exposed. The indictment stated Maynard should have known it would cause alarm to employees who would be handing him the order. Additionally, the indictment states Maynard opened the door to a bathroom at a Circle K convenience store that same day and exposed himself while pleasuring himself. He had already been convicted of indecent exposure charge earlier in the year in March. According to a report, police got a call about a man who had propped the bathroom door open in a Circle K at 2.30 a.m. and was seen while looking in the mirror and holding his cell phone up. He fled after staff yelled at him. Another report came around 4 a.m. when a female employee reported that a customer pulled through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, placed an order, but had his pants down and his ankles and his genitals exposed when he collected the order. He was later found jacking it in the Dunkin' Donuts bathroom as well, at which point employees told him they would call the police if he didn't leave. Maynard faces three and a half to seven years in jail and a $4,000 fine for each charge. Now, you see, that's why I don't go through drive throughs You never know what Going through can, the drive throughs I just the I think they're bad things, you know? Bad things happen there. I guess. 
I mean, there's there's things I really like in life, but I don't like anything in life as much as this guy likes whacking it at uh, Spectacular. You know, I mean, this guy three times in one night. I mean, that's amazing. The stamina on this guy. You know, and he could have just stayed at home, but he had to be out in public doing it. I mean, this is this is an unusual case, wouldn't you say? I'm 120 years old. I have no clue as to what that guy's doing. 2.30 a.m., he's in the Circle K. And they say, hey, you can't jack it in here, all right? Get out of here. So he goes, all right. So he gets in his car, goes to Dunkin' Donuts, orders something in the drive-thru line, starts, you know, starts up again. They say, hey, you can't do that here. He goes, okay. So he goes in the Dunkin' Donuts and goes in the bathroom. and You know, I mean, that's... It, my goodness. Yeah. Just in I, time for Thanksgiving, this guy's I guess getting. he's not going to have dinner at home. Uh, three and a half to seven years. I'd go for the seven. I'd lean towards the seven. I'm sorry, three times in one night. you got to make an example out of people. He's facing, three, out, he's facing three and a half years Three and a half jail? to seven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the hell do you think he's going to do there? you gotta put. You got to put him in solitary. Imagine being this guy's roommate. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? In jail? What do you think he's going to do in jail? Oh, God. Two, it's going to go one of two ways. It's not going to go good. It's not going to go good. It's not going to go good anybody. at all. But also, I mean, say they throw him in a cell with a guy. I say, what are you in for? I killed three people. What are you in for? Well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> what? A couple weeks later, they're going to ask the, the roommate, what are you in for? And he's going to say, I killed four people. Yeah, I killed four people. Right. <laughs> the guy just wouldn't stop jacking it. It was so annoying. I had it's to, you know. It's going to be brutal. It was self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness Anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you uh, Michael Maynard And I hope you find what you're looking for And finally, alright we can turn that off now I Finally, think my so. <laughs> I think so I just lost my appetite I know oh. Hey this is news, this was on NH1 I saw this on television last night oh Okay, God. in case you think I'm, I'm the guy Alright, I'm not I think I just got a text from my mom uh, several <laughs> University of New Hampshire professors called on school administrators to expel two costumed counter-protesters at a walkout after the election of Donald Trump. Now, this is kind of interesting, Tom. We'll, we'll, we don't have to go on this too long. But I, I read this story, and I thought it was funny. Uh, school officials say they won't launch investigations into who was wearing costumes depicting Richard Nixon and Harambe the gorilla. Well, who? who was killed in the Cincinnati Zoo? Oh, that guy, that gorilla. Oh, yeah, that's that gorilla. There's that not gorilla. a lot of gorillas. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That poor gorilla. gorilla. Uh, that's awful. Uh, so basically, there was a walkout for students at UNH who wanted to protest Donald Trump getting elected. Okay, so they came out and they held their signs and they geez, did whatever what a, they did. What a, geez, what a unique thing. Huh? I know, no one's done that. But know, this was really. this was right after the election, and I guess <sighs> these two. I guess they're two guys. One of them's definitely a guy. You don't know who's in the gorilla suit, but the guy in the Nixon mask was definitely just some dude. And uh, they went to the protest, and they had pacifiers, and they were throwing pacifiers into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> kind, kind of funny. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Um, That's a good take. The, uh, they don't know if these guys were students. They don't know if they're even if they were both guys. They don't know anything. Uh, and they're not going to – I don't think they're going to investigate it. However, several professors, professors called online for the expulsion of these two guys. Uh, former UNH professor Courtney Marshall posted a picture of what appears to be two men on Facebook. Several professors, including Robin Hackett, an associate professor of English and a member of the Women's Studies program, called for an investigation leading to their expulsion. Shaban Senior, who is an English professor and Women's Studies program faculty member, drafted a letter to UNH President Mark Huddleston. English lecturer Molly Campbell claimed the person dressed as Nixon was throwing pacifiers in the crowd. Uh, another English lecturer was appalled by the meaning behind the costumes, saying the students intended to represent an offensive Internet meme. Now, what? 
they think the gorilla is offensive. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know why. I'm not sure exactly how you go from a uh, gorilla with a child getting shot in a zoo to racism on any level. But you know what? I, listen, that, that's they may just be misinterpreting what this is all about. You can't, uh, you on can't, Tuesday, you can't do anything these days. UNH spokesman Erica Mance said the school is committed to free and open expression. Said there will be oh, no yeah. investigation into what happened during the walkout or online activity afterwards. She said the school could not confirm who the protesters were. The actions of the professors following the two incidents have raised questions about UNH's institutional commitment to even-handedness. Huddleston addressed concerns about this election cycle in an opinion piece published in the Union Leader. The first incident involved the Women's Studies program, some of the social media posts. Um, Huddleston said UNH is working with legal counsel to review the facts and cases he addressed in his opinion piece. According to state law, no recipients of grants or state funds can use that money to participate in political activity. So when these professors start getting political online. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a little bit different. And I also think it's really different when you start calling for students' expulsions when, A, you don't even know if they're students, and, B, they weren't really doing anything wrong, okay? Maybe throw in the pacifiers, you give them a ticket and say, hey, you could have hurt somebody, you could have hit somebody in the face or something. With a pacifier, I guess, but... Really, to expel them because they ruined your little counter-protest? Yeah, really. What the hell is that? What sort of lesson is that for these students? These these colleges. you got to be kidding me. These colleges are just getting ridiculous. They really are. They really are. It's really bad. You know, they really are. You know, I had... And I'm all for standing up for equal rights and things like that, but this is insane. I saw college people, people who work at colleges, I know, post stuff that said... Oh well, I'll have my door open today if you want to come in and and, and talk. You know, it's like it's like you know what it, did, did the school blow up? You well, know, if he did the door wouldn't be open? Right, that's true. Yeah, I know. Right, you know. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, this is getting out of hand. It really is. Well, listen, I and think now that everybody's reacting to protests and overreacting to protests and all this stuff. Well, if there's people who are legitimately upset by Trump getting elected, which I think is a totally reasonable reaction. The adults at the school should be able to say, you know, if they if you want to come and, and yeah. discuss it, if you want to think of whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, to have a big protest and then say you're not allowed to counter protest, yeah, no, you should get expelled. Yeah, that's get the bleep yeah, out of yeah, here. Really, like, I that's, know, no, I know. That's that why sucks. it's all it's just all it's just all. Ridiculous. And before we go, while we're on this topic, a lot has been made this year about the topic of safe spaces. You know, everybody wants a safe space on these college campuses. And I just want to say space. What's that? That's like a thing. That's like a thing on, on college campuses. Now, all these groups want safe spaces where they can you know be free of oppression and, and all this stuff and it's what always it's always on college campuses they're always demanding a safe space it's it's the most pathetic thing in the world i just demanded in a single today's woman, I got one. <laughs> incarnation of it however when the whole safe space thing started it was in the 90s and it was because there's a real reason for this which i thought actually made a lot of sense in the 90s gay students oftentimes mm. would be on campus with professors who were not into it you know in in certain states parts of the country i mean there's been universities down south forever and up until recently there's been a lot of maybe older professors who were not okay with that right and the professors who were okay with it hung little sort of signs in their thing saying if you're gay you know whatever right. and you're uncomfortable you can come and talk you know and that's a good thing for a professor to do sure and i think back then it made a lot of sense and i still think there's a place for that now but now everybody wants a safe space for fr- freaking everything i mean it's like you know, eventually you have to step out of the safe space and deal with the real world. And I think that that's something that these colleges are starting to miss a little bit. I mean, this I've been is... living in a safe space all my life. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and look where, look where it's gotten <laughs> exactly you. Exactly right. See? See? You're, you're you a go. great example. Why it I, that's work. just it, you know? We've got to take a it. break. Uh, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. It's Christian and King. The Trinity High School Football Foundation is proud to sponsor the broadcast of the annual Thanksgiving Day Man.